Hello and welcome to my latest episode of Searching for Truth. This week I am talking to the lovely Ritu Sharma all about love. I've known Ritu for a few years and really noticed just how much she talks about love. And it was only recently that I saw her talk and got to find out a little bit about her story from her talk and much more of an understanding as to why she's so passionate about spreading the word of love. So with Searching for Truth, I may have mentioned this already, but I certainly do mention it in the interview with Ritu, that I do believe that love is within all of us, an abundance of love. And the more we search for truth within ourselves, the more we find that love that's there, that's always been there. So I've been really looking forward to doing this podcast. With everything going on in the world right now, there's a lot of fear. And the opposite to fear is love. So I've been filling my week up with love this week. And I'm really, really pleased to be sharing a podcast with you all, especially this week, all about love. Enjoy. Okay, so hello, Ritu. Let me. Hi. Um, thank you for joining me today on this episode of Searching for Truth. Um, I'm really, really passionate about this interview, as I am all of them. But this is, as I've just said to you, and I'll say to the to the listeners and watchers, it's the what we're going to be talking about today is the crutch of searching for truth. Mm-hmm. In in my opinion, uh, the way I I am moving with searching for truth, talking about love with Ritu today is is the crutch and it's the passion that drives everything that I'm doing right now so um Ritu Sharma um you're a mother entrepreneur you're an author of a book called Rich Man's Poor Daughter I didn't know that (laughs) okay I didn't know okay. that so I'm very much looking for you just mentioned in our little uh, uh, talk before that uh, about that book so I'm really looking forward to reading that and uh, you're the founder of Corshalia UK mm-hmm. which is um, I, I'm, I'm very much a part of a group in there it's very active and I'm looking forward to getting a bit more involved in uh, Corshalia which you've just shared with me was your grandmother's name that's correct that's correct beautiful so- First of all, Donna, thank you very much for having me. I am totally and truly about what you're about, searching for truth and more of our truth, you know, personal truth, individual truth, more than anything else. Because, you know, I I truly believe that we're all on a journey and we're all looking to find out why we're here, what's the purpose. And yeah, I am all of that. I'm a mother, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a founder of Koshili UK, I'm writer, you know, author of a book rich man's poor daughter and I am all of that so my truth kind of is encapsulated around you know these elements of you know being Um, and yes my organization Koshili UK is named after my grandmother the organization Donna is about women empowerment and upliftment and my grandmother was an empowered woman given her you know times and circumstances 
So, and I have great admiration for her. So I, I, you know, decided to name my organization after her because she truly was a woman who was very uplifted spiritually and an empowered woman as well. So, uh, so the journey is just about started, I'd say, <laughs> but that. very excited, very excited. And, and as you say, you know, talking about love, that is what I do with, you know, passion because you know i found out that the, the 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 only emotion the only power that any of us needs any of us can thrive on is that of love uh everything else comes in either in absence of love or you know when we are not doing enough to love or we're not being loved enough mm-hmm. vice versa mm-hmm. so so yeah i'm i'm equally thrilled to be here today and speak to you Beautiful. And you, you mentioned searching for truth as well as you started talking. I, I am starting to um, believe and realize even more since I've been doing this, that the more you, you sort of dig deep and I mean, not necessarily dig deep in some cases, mm-hmm. but the more you sort of get to know yourself, get to know your own truth because I think a lot of us are conditions to co- conditioned to kind of cover up yeah, and cover up what's going on really inside. Mm-hmm. So we, we sort of, I believe we sort of then, because we cover it up and we hide it from everyone else, it becomes easy to almost hide it from everyone, hide it from ourselves as exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. And I always, uh, I've always said it, Dana, that uh, the more you know, the more you realize how less you know. And, yes. <laughs> you know, as a teacher as well, I used to say that the more you know, the more you realize. And ever since I've embarked on this journey of personal development, I see that it applies on anything. You know, the more knowledge you, as you say, the more you dig into yourself, you realize, you know, you don't know anything about you. And when you find a little truth about you, say, and you accept that, that opens up so many different portals as well. Like, oh, my God. OK, so I'm this. But I, am I that as well? Could I possibly be this too? Yeah. Is this about me as well? You know, could I relate to that? So there's so much uh, we can find, not just about yourself, but this applies to anything. And you 100% about, you know, how we're conditioned to having a mask on the forefront or, or a different face to who yeah. we actually are. Yeah. yeah. And yes, we're conditioned socially, uh, you know, howsoever according to uh, you know the mold that we are brought up in because it is a mold really isn't it you're a woman so you assign certain tasks and certain demeanor <laughs> you're a man so you can only do this you can't express or you can't cry and you can't be this you you can't be cooking it's your woman's job etc etc and it's really silly it's really silly so we do definitely need to find out the truth mm-hmm. and it begins with finding out your truth about yourself before you you know go out searching for it yeah and I know you've uh, talked a lot about this and definitely going to be leading uh, people that are watching this to you to see all the fabulous talks that you do Um, my what I'm starting to feel around all of this with searching for truth is uh, and I realize without realizing <laughs> at the time <laughs> that this is, I feel that this is, this is kind of my calling because uh-huh. of things that I've spoken about in the past. But I believe that we are all born 
um, pure love, yeah. like pure love. And it, I said this in a post that I did earlier, like, I don't, people might sort of say to that, well, you know, my mum and dad didn't even like each other or this. And I think none of that matters. The fact that you made it here, yeah, that yeah. pure bundle of yeah. a baby is pure love. And I, I believe that that love is always there and actually growing, actually. So what but, you're talking about is divine source. Donna, yeah. what I understand from what you've said, you're talking that, you know, we're all, all of us are divine initially, and we're intended to maintain that and grow that while we're here. But because of the experiences we've had and how, you know, our brain works, our mind works and conditions us to keep us safe and not go beyond the known and fear the unknown, et cetera, et cetera, we kind of hold back many a times. And even while making connections with human beings, which is which is a shame really which is very sad i find it really sad we don't reach out to people because we're worried sometimes mm. i don't know how he'd take it i don't know how she going to she's going to react to that so i'm i'm, I'm keeping in my safe zone I'm, I'm i'll just leave it i won't say hello i won't reach out and how many people uh, you know lose this chance of creating powerful connections even flourishing relationships in the future just because we're worried that the other person might not respond how we'd like them to respond what could go wrong reach out you yeah, know what could go wrong and if they're not interested that's fine as well that's mm. because they're on their journey they're not at a level yet where they can comprehend that two human beings can connect just at a humane level they don't have to you know have any other connections that's fine too and don't take it personally don't get offended move on and i i really um love the path of encouraging more awareness around this because i've experienced in my life a lot of both sides where the energy of love when i'm feeling that energy of love when i'm believing in that energy of love it spreads it's yeah. there it's like you can't and it works the same the other way with yes. fear mm -hmm. and once you've experienced that i kind of know hand on heart that this is this is so so it kind of makes me even more passionate to try and spread the word in that if energy we, yeah if we could exactly. if we could all just kind of like be have a be a, a, amongst this energy and believing in this energy exactly them. And sometimes, you know, sometimes even if fear pops up, because it would, yeah. that's how we are, you know, it does pop up and, you know, you start imagining things. So what if this goes wrong and what if that doesn't work, et cetera, et cetera. Just, just hold on to the love side of it still and do what you would do while you were in the energy of love rather than give in to fear. The fear would stay, uh, but it would not last long then I'd say. Because I've experienced exactly what you're saying, Donna. I have experienced this as well, where I'm in a fantastic energy of, you know, loving myself and loving others. And I'm very free-flowing, free-flowing. And then all of a sudden, there's some abrupt, um, you know, break. And then I, I feel very unsettled. And I say, oh, my God, I don't know how to handle this. Then I fall back on my experience of, you know, how, how I would handle if I was still feeling the love. 
Mm. And I would act according to that, even though I'm feeling fear in my heart, (laughs) I'd still try and act in a way from a place of love. And it's miraculous how situations change. Just because you have, you know, loaned that energy for for the time being. And and it works. It works all the time. It's amazing. It really does work. And I've uh, and I can I can say that as well. I've done that. But it is uh, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to pull yourself out of that state. Mm. And uh, and that's where I I hope that some of the work that I do, and I'm sure you're the same, can help to, you know, drive that hope. So, yeah, don't because it's it's at those times of real lows that you need you really do need to kind of find this source of 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 love but it can be it can probably feel like such a big step to get there because you're feeling totally absorbed in fear or anger or hurt a a good example is for me in the mornings i try before i really am feeling either good or bad I try and take that space to tell myself that I am having a good day and I'm going to have a good day and today is going to be amazing and it's already a brilliant day. And so I'm always trying to interrupt whatever was about to go on because mm. you know what it's like, so especially with what's going on in the world at the moment, you know, our emotions are all over mm. the place. So we don't really know how we're going to, you know feel exactly in the mornings it's a really good way of kind of just almost interrupting the process and driving the positive Mm -hmm. into the day so i do not and it makes such a difference because once you've said to yourself i'm having a good day um you know it's like when you say oh i feel rubbish today straight away you feel rubbish Mm -hmm. so turn that on its head and say i'm feeling great you don't tend to feel so bad once you've told yourself you feel good exactly it's a conscious choice it's a con but it takes practice of course Uh, it's it's not easy to turn things around if you're in that sort of energy that's threatening or you know it's down and low it takes practice and then when once you are in a habit of doing this then then it becomes easier not totally easy but yeah relatively easier become it can become more of a, a habit Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Ritu, can we talk um, a little bit about your journey? Sure. Uh, and obviously you're very passionate about love. Love is like your niche. I mean, what a great niche. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it, oh, it's, yeah. Isn't it? It's, that's what I feel about searching for truth. I'm just like, oh, so grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did this all start for you? I mean, you know, like, for example, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. were you the Ritu, like the Ritu, like you are now? I mean, what, what's the timeline <laughs> of it? Like, what, If how you'd met you... me 10 years ago and you <laughs> met me now, Donna, and I know people who have, yeah. they'd tell you, you are not the person we knew 10 years ago. I am a totally, totally different person an evolved version of myself, if you like. I like yeah. to think of it like that. And I'm still evolving, thanks to God. But it's a to- it's been, it's not even been 10 years, to be honest. It started in 2013, let's say. And that was um, seven years ago. So it's not been even 10 years. It's like, so far, it's like a journey of 10, uh, seven years. 
And I have evolved from being totally broken spiritually and emotionally uh, to finding my pieces, bringing them together and gluing them first with self-love. Now, I was totally, total emotional wreck in 2013. And the reason was that I had experienced a life that was totally devoid of self-love or any other form of love on the outside. So it was quite, um, you know, soul shattering, if you like. And when I realized that there was no love um, and how badly I craved for it, I'll tell you an experience I had. Uh, that must be in 2011, 12, uh, that I could actually, I, I have had moments where I could actually feel that emotional pain physically. And I could feel that the tips of my nails, my fingers and my toes, they, they used to hurt really badly. And that is not because I was physically, everything was fine physically. I was perfectly fine walking, going to work, doing my things. But it was the emotional pain that, you know, uh, materialized, if you like. So for the first 37 years of life, it was totally uh, devoid of love. And then when I came to a realization that I cannot find love on the outside because I don't have any love on the inside. That is when I started my internal work. That is when I started, you know, doing all this personal development stuff that I so vouch for. And, you know, when you were judged because you are who you are and, you know, uh, I have been a vocal person. I was always vocal and I've been told that my uh, throat chakra is the strongest chakra <laughs> as well, which I understand. <laughs> Why would they say that? But I've been a vocal person. I've always voiced my concerns. And as a woman, if you know Indian culture, uh, you know, Asian culture, the people don't like women who speak up their minds. And I was tagged with names and judgmental, you know, stuff because I was a woman who would ask questions. I was a young girl who would ask questions and I was shut down. And there was so much, you know, hurt because of that. And there was so much built up pain and anger and resentment. And I totally challenged the system because I did not agree with it and I did not agree with it because I did not understand the concept behind it. Mm -hmm. You can allow a boy to do certain things, but the same things are prohibited for a girl. Um, you know, a woman is fine to go out and, uh, you know, earn money for herself and the family and bring the money home and invest it in the family and run the household and take the whole responsibility. But when it comes to decision-making, uh, you know, you take the second step. You don't speak out. You don't speak up. Uh, it's the man of the house who'd make the decision. Now, that does not make any sense. It's okay. We can make a decision together. And I'm definitely done. I want to make a disclaimer. I'm not anti-men in any way. Okay. <laughs> I, I call myself a women empowerment ambassador because empowerment is all around understanding yourself. You're empowered if you know yourself. You're empowered if you know who you are, what your values are, what is it that you stand for? What is it that you want to do with yourself? That is empowered. We're not fighting against the gender. And men and women go through this stuff. It's not just exclusive to women, unfortunately. But I had my journey and I, for a long time, thought that it is very cultural and it was only specific to Asian culture. And I also believe that I was the doomed one because my destiny did not want me to be happy. And, you know, I must have done something really horrible in past lives that God was punishing and all that business, you know, why me? 
And when I came to an understanding that, you know, when I came out of my bubble, I understood it's not just Asian women, it's women across. And it's not just in the homes that women are, you know, treated, uh, discriminated against, etc. It's everywhere in the world. And just because you're different, that's silly. That's so, so silly. Mm. You know, I always say, give everybody equal opportunity. Man or a woman, girl or a boy, whoever, give them, give everyone equal opportunities. And we're not talking equality here. We're not talking sameness. We're not same. You know, men and women are not same. Mm. So approaching everything with love, really. You know, you are who you are, Donna, and I should not have any problem with that. Right. So if you're different to me, that is beautiful. You know, if you don't have similar opinions to mine, that's even better because you might come up with an idea or, you know, some concept that can be uh, that can take us even further, that can help us grow even further, that can make us better human beings. So putting a cap on something just because you are specifically something a woman or racially something, or, you know, people have classes or castes or whatever. I think that is against humanity. That is totally against nature's law. We're supposed to not be equal, not be same, but have equal chances, have fair chances, approach each other with love. So just, just let be. So my journey came across, I mean, it's, it's loads and loads. I could, I can carry on talking. <laughs> well, it's already, already when you started, it's, um, I, it's, I can, I can hear the inspiration because you've already sort of set the scene, if you like. And I really, this is a real part of searching for truth because I look at, I hear what you've just said. I would love you to share some more because I see as everyone else does and hears where you are now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I believe this searching for truth, like you did your true self has, has set you free yes. on a journey to where you are now. And if I, I, I always feel chills running through me as I'm saying this, because that's what I want for everyone. You know, as a speaker, I want, I want more people to speak up, especially those that have experienced um, hardship and struggles because there's so many more people that could relate to that. Let me share a, let me share a point. I was, when I was on the low of the lowest points uh, in my life and that was in uh, summer 2013, I just left my marital home out of nowhere because I was physically assaulted by my ex-husband in the presence of my four year old little daughter. And, you know, um, even in that confusion, Donna, even in that mess that I was in and the toxicity of the relationship and the house, homes, atmosphere, I understood this bit that if I took this on and if I accepted this, uh, him hitting me in presence of my children, it's not going to stop or get any better. It's only going to get worse. And I've seen people, uh, you know, um, bear that uh, in my cultural setup I'd seen women do that uh, I've actually had a cousin who was very well educated and really pretty lady but she put up with this and that became her life story so even now that her children are like 20 25 whatever it has carried on it might have calmed down now I'm not sure but all her youth she spent uh, being beaten up by her husband and the children used to watch it obviously it has a you know derogatory effect on children's mentality mental health 
I had that understanding that I cannot allow my children to witness this. That would be such a wrong thing to do because yeah. then I'm giving them a message, especially because, you know, my daughters, I'm giving them a message that it's okay <laughs> to be abused by your partner. You know, it's okay to live a life like that. It's okay to be shoved left, right and center. No, it isn't. And not just for women, it's not okay for anyone to be treated like this. So I picked my bags up totally unplanned and I walked out of the house. I had no idea where I was heading to. I have no family in the UK. I had no support anywhere in the world. So I was quite homeless and on my own in the given moment. And uh, so I managed to, uh, you know, um, my friend sheltered me for a couple of weeks while I found a rented property. And then we moved into the rented house, but things were not very obviously even not it was not I was mentally distorted I was emotionally totally shattered um spiritually I had no support and I felt really in a dark place so I wanted to provide my children with everything they needed but definitely with the you know the food the clothing the, the thing on the head the, so I started looking for alternative you know um jobs because I was in part-time teaching the school was coming to an end it was July June July I think and there was um, no tuition work available so I was quite financially I was quite stuck and my ex-husband refused to sell the property we, uh, we had in our joint names and I was also paying half the mortgage because I was not told that I didn't have to I was not aware of that so he made me pay wow. half the mortgage as well while he was not paying anything towards anything and I was not even in the house so I was quite strained financially and I started thinking about what is it that I could possibly do now to keep going to, you know, provide for my kids. And nothing was working. I applied anywhere, shops, you know, wherever, tuition centers, everything was kind of, uh, it was summer, relaxed time. So nothing. And then a very vicious, like malicious thought came to my head. And I'm, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I'm not sorry. Uh, about sharing it now I'm not I don't I don't feel um, embarrassed talking about this because I know as a matter of fact that many of us go through such hard times and such turmoils and we don't even speak about it so I got this from wherever it came to my head and I, I started thinking about actually started thinking about getting into prostitution now I was 36 years of age mother to two children uh, not even divorced properly. And I come from a multimillionaire family. Mm -hmm. So my father was a rich man, very hardworking, bless him, really dedicated guy, self-made man. So he was very proud. And I carried that pride all my life up till then. And I carry it even now on me. Mm -hmm. But in that given moment, it did not matter who I was, where I came from. What mattered to me was... I'm the mother, these children are my responsibility, I have to provide for them. Does not matter what it takes, I have to keep going. And therefore, the thought of, you know, uh, prostitution as an alternative. And the, the day this thought happened, Donna, the, on the backside of my head, everything else came on how I was the best university student when I did my master's how I was the best actress when I was, you know, doing my degree and I was the inter-university uh, youth festival best actress in 1998, which was a big deal. How I had so many different laurels in my name, but in that moment, none of that mattered, right? 
And I went on my knees and I cried out and cried my heart out, cried my heart out. And I just questioned God. Um, and I just said to God, universal power, you know, the, the almighty. So what have I done to deserve this? You know, I have never meant bad for anyone. I've never even said anything bad to anyone, you know. And why are my kids going through this because of, okay, I made mistakes. Okay, my choices have not been the best choices. I didn't make the move uh, moves I should have possibly could have made while I was with my ex-husband in the way that, you know, it would have steered a bit better. I was naive. I didn't understand. But why are we putting, why are you putting my children through that? Please save me. And I cried my heart. I kneeled and I just cried, cried, cried. And you know what? I was still thinking about it. I was thinking the thought lasted like two to three days. And the second day, I had a phone call from a random lady who had bumped into um, at a shopping center. And she goes, she goes, Ritu, remember we bumped into the, sh uh, in, I bumped into you uh, at the shopping place. And I said, yeah. And she goes, I have some tuition work for you. Do you want to take it? And Donna, you don't know how I felt in that moment. And I was not just relieved. I kept thanking God totally, you know, continuously without stopping. I kept thanking God. Yeah. And from there on, I knew that I'm looked after. And, you know, the, the faith, the faith became like tenfold, thousandfolds. And I'm not even religious in any way. I'm, I'm not a religious person. I don't affiliate myself to a certain faith. I believe in love and that's my God. God is love and that's it. That's what I am about. So it all turned around. And in matter of seven years from that point to this point, I don't even know what happened, how it happened, to be honest, because it was not a plan. You know how I people think, say... people that believe in God or source, the creator, yeah. but, um, will know why, how that happened. Exactly. In a way, we'll feel that. Exactly. Uh, because I feel that if you... There is, there is more to just what... I, I, I mean, for me, it's, it's obvious, and I don't like to put labels on things. It's just there's more. And I think when you can just open up to believing in there's more yeah. and almost, yeah, um, yeah, just kind of submitting, submitting, yeah, yeah just and, submitting. and asking the question. Now, I, I'm bringing this in a lot earlier than I normally do. Okay? okay. And you've not seen my podcast, so you might not know anything about this. Okay. I do believe in God. I believe in a higher source. And I also believe in, in the angels. I got given the Oracle of Angels many years ago by my, my now husband. Before I start a podcast, I have the angels here and I usually just have them in my hand and I'm just touching them as I'm talking to my guests and I'm just shuffling them. And then they're there ready for me to cut and choose a couple of cards, wherever they're, you know, the top card and the bottom card. I felt a need to take the top card when you were just talking then when you were saying about being on your knees and then you mentioned faith the mm. two cards and this is nowhere the two cards that i pulled the first one was trust oh and then the second one pretty much as you were saying it was faith the angel oh of faith God. and they never cease to <sighs> amaze me just yeah. they for me they're the messengers they help me connect even more with source and I just felt that 
And so that's why I just wanted to say as well, anyone would, would, that's listening to a lot of people that's listening to you would say they, yeah, they know how it happened. Yeah. You did, you asked for help. And if we ask for help, we will usually from, from this place, from, mm. from within, from, you know, really tuning into that and wanting and asking for that help, then you, you'll get it. That is, oh, such a powerful story. <laughs> Did it go on yeah. from there? I mean, you've got some tuition work. So that obviously really saved, saved the day then, that tuition work that you got given from that lady. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what, since I've started sharing this story, because I do share it, Donna, I don't want to hold it. I don't want to keep it to myself. This is my truth. Hate it or love it. This is what happened. This is what I felt in that given moment. If somebody gets offended with that, be it my blood relationships or my friends or whoever, you know what, that's my truth. You don't have to relate with that if you can't. And that's absolutely fine. I don't hold it against you. But you can't hold it against me for feeling what I genuinely felt in that time. And, you know, another thing I want to say is, you know how people say plan, 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 you'll have to have a plan for what, where do you want to get into 10 years or where do you want to reach in five and then one and whatever, you have to have steps. I'd say you have to have the intention. I'm, I say what, we, what you really need is that faith, of course, that trust that and that passion as Donna has to find the truth. And, you know, I have to empower women not anti-men in any way, but that's my calling, I feel. That's my calling, I believe. And empowering women, uplifting them, um, you know, empowering in terms of letting them see who they are personally, who they are as individuals. Because we get shoved so much and so many times in life, in this one lifetime, and we're not even told that we have that power within us. So I'd say know what you stand for. And then just take the few first steps that you can take, you understand. And it will all reveal it to yeah. you in, in, the, in due time when it's ready, when universe is ready to let you have it, when you're ready to take those next steps. It will all happen. And, um, and I'm, so, I, I'm so, so thankful that you are sharing your truth with that because as much there, there will be people that might think, oh, you should just keep that to yourself. There's going to be so many more people that are going to really get a lot from that because they've thought it themselves maybe they've done it themselves they've been in that world and they're carrying the shame and the guilt yeah. and again yeah. they're still trapped within um keeping everything in so to hear the more this is why i'm passionate about more people speaking out because it's the act of hearing other experiences yeah. other people yeah. that have done it that are now doing well that are now holding their head up high and living a, a life of peace and love and helping others that will in massively inspire them. That far outweighs worrying about what a few people um, think about that. You know, that, that's you know almost what, their Donna, problem, that's, isn't it? That's fine as well. If they yeah. want to think like that, we are not supposed to hold any resentment towards that either. That's how they feel. That's how they understand it. And that's totally fine as well. They can live in their understanding you know their uh, acceptance level of acceptance acknowledgement that's fine as well you need to know yourself that is priority and while you talk about sharing stories etc i would also want to um tell you that i was really badly suicidal twice in my life right and the first one was when i was 21 
totally devoid of love, didn't know what, who to relate to, didn't know who to approach. I was in a house full of fam family members, but nobody seemed to care. Uh, I was, you know, harming myself. I was pulling my hair out. My eyes were like big black circles around him. Um, I was even cutting myself. But you know what? Ironically, Donna, nobody stopped and looked at me. And at that age, you're very extremist in a way, aren't you? Uh, you'd either say, you know what? If I die, I die. If nobody cares, how do I care? And I was in that energy for quite a long time, for a few months before I actually decided I could not take that pain anymore. I was 21. I was not a teenager. I was not like 15, 16. I was 21. And I was doing my master's at the time. No, I was doing my finally a bachelor's degree at the time. And I decided I didn't want to carry on. So I did attempt suicide at the age of 21. I got saved. And I carried that shame on me for a long, long time as well. That it was such a cowardly thing to do. And people don't understand it. They don't know how to respond to that either. I was never given any therapy. I was never seen by a counsellor because we tried to hide it. We came from a respectable, well-known family back home. So it was shameful what their daughter had done. So it was not acceptable as, at all. So rather than you know address the problem, the issue that was going on in my head, why did I feel the need to do that? They went on to try and, you know, oh, nothing happened. <laughs> let's okay, hide it. Yeah, just shove it away. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, let's just hide it all up and let's just make it look as if everything's normal. Da, 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 da. And we just moved on. And after that, I did my master's and I excelled in that. And I did my bachelor's in education and I did really well in that. So I just carried on as if nothing had happened. And then the second time it came back to me was when my marriage was breaking down. And I, the, the biggest blow was that I felt that I've gone back 15 years. So I've not achieved anything from being 21 to being 36. I'm back to square one because I don't want to live anymore. The pain is unbearable again. Right. But, you know, I, I this time, the second time, I believe I could not make the attempt because my kids were around me. And I can, could... I, can I just talk to you a little bit about the, the, the when you were 21 and you say you said that you was you were saved. Mm -hmm. Um what what happened there because i do i know i do get some listeners that are um younger and and i know mm -hmm. at the moment with what's going on there's a lot of harming yeah. there's a lot of self-harm yeah. i mean some people some people are do, doing things for um you know they don't actually really want to die but it's a cry for help they yes, want definitely. you know but then there's also it's there's also a real there's some real issues going on as well so how i mean you went on to do your masters Yes. And you went on. So are you able to share a little bit about how you were able to get sort of past that? I think I was just very stubborn, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I had, I have my grandmother's genes in me and, yeah. the, you know, and my dad's genes. And they were proper stubborn people, both of them were. And I think I've, I've had that spirit of my unbreakable spirit of my grandmother's who was widowed at 32 and brought up her seven children on her own in those times. And she was totally, she was not a literate person. And the honorable life that she lived and people admired her for her strength of character as well. And she was such a strong-minded lady. She held the whole family together. Uh, but I think with me, the thing is, when I did not want to die, I don't think anyone wants to die. I don't think anyone wants to go there. It's when you think the pain becomes so so big so huge that you can't contain it anymore yeah. 
yeah that is when you think what's the way out there's nowhere else for it to go it's just absorbing you it's just in there that's what exactly. i sense when i when i speak to some some people exactly. in that pain you know it's like yeah helpless almost and with me the thing was i i did ask uh, you know people around me they didn't understand it and i i came across as a stubborn girl in those days because i had my own mind and i wanted to be treated the same as you know my brother <laughs> which they did not like and i had loads of questions i used to ask loads of questions to my parents and they meant well you know donna they were not nasty people they were lovely people educated people and they meant well and my dad worked really hard to provide for us and he was a self-made millionaire but what went wrong was that i i had questions and they could not address them and therefore i started believing that they didn't care and they didn't want me which i had some evidence for as well and i locked that down all of that down in my book rich man's poor daughter that's why rich man's poor daughter because the guy's daughter that i am he was rich he was a millionaire a multimillionaire and i felt really really poor not because i didn't have stuff around me but because i didn't have love around me so i believed i didn't have anything around me because nobody loved me nobody cared and i'd say if anybody feels you know such devastation that they don't want to carry on there is always something to to hang on to yeah. i if think what anyone, you've said there is sorry to i think what you said okay. there is really powerful because i think a lot of people as well okay. would be looking at that and seeing that rich you know you living in a rich house and having all you know very much a lot of people look at material stuff and see that and would think well why on earth wouldn't couldn't aren't you happy? my mom would actually say it to me you know when i used to cry and feel really because you're young you don't know how to channelize your anger i was such a crying baby i used to cry so much and i used to just cry sit there and i was depressed i believe i just sit used to sit and cry and my mom would say what's wrong with you you know we provide you with everything and you've got this you've got a huge room you've got everything you could ask for what's your problem but they could not understand that the problem was not on the outside you know the problem was somewhere on the inside that needed to dealt needed to be dealt with but you know i suppose that's shaped me to be i i think so and i think I sometimes totally things that. are supposed to be yeah so you can experience really experience what that's like because that book i haven't read it yet but i imagine that's going to really give a lot of help a lot of people just from what you've told me mm-hmm. just because you've been on that journey and you were poor inside but yet had everything on the outside exactly. you know but actually what you've done because of this journey is become rich you're on a journey of richness on the inside so Thank you have to question yes, well if, if you'd have had that if you'd have had that yeah you wouldn't be here helping others right now exactly what that's done to me donna is i have become totally non-judgmental totally neutral to anything everything you know if somebody's angry at me and i t- i try and see what have i done to cause that to them or maybe they're seeing it from a different angle to what i meant to be like with them or if somebody's judging me as i say to anyone if someone judges you just let it be you know you're not answerable to them you're answerable to your conscious you're answerable to god and that's that you know as long as you can see yourself in the eye in the mirror in your reflect- reflection and you can whenever your soul meets the divine you can tell them i did everything to the best of my abilities and i meant well when i did something even if it goes wrong god forbid even if it you know does not does not 
happen the way you wanted it to be or others wanted to be your intention is what matters and when you've done it from a place of love it doesn't matter what the outcome is it doesn't matter how far you went you meant well yeah. and i think that's what it's done to me totally neutralized now <laughs> yeah beautiful beautiful and so now um your journey i mean what what does your life look like now i mean what's obviously you've come a long way since in seven years um i've seen you speaking i know you're active on youtube and you know you're really you're really driving this message of love and you're reaching a lot of women and it's no surprise that you're making a difference because you can just hear it just listening to you and talking your experiences where so um obviously your children now i'm assuming they're um of a, uh, obviously they're a lot older so what 11 12 16 and 12 16 Less and 12 them, yeah 16 and 12 yeah how uh, i mean your four-year-old i'll just sort of step back a little bit your four-year-old you mentioned saw you be physically abused yeah does she, does she remember that she do you ever talk about that yeah. oh yes oh yes right, i okay. mean um i from because i was I've, I've been a teacher almost all my working life adult life before i you know jumped into this personal development and uh, empowerment stuff uh three years ago i've been a teacher donna so i suppose child psychology has been my uh you know strong forte and also because of the experiences i had when i was a child i kind of had quite good understanding strong understanding of how children's brains work so i decided to be very honest and very transparent with my children and i'd say that to any mother any father listening out to me here if you want your children to develop a clear understanding of life try and be as honest given their age possibly and your vocabulary and how you you know relay your truth be as honest possibly you can be and that's what i did i was i did not hide anything of them i tried telling them you know okay this has happened and she was too little to understand any, anything but as little as she was she was too she she has a huge understanding for her age even now she's quite mature and suppose that's the circumstances they've been through we've, we've kind of grown together all three of us yeah. so they both of them bless them they're very mature girls for their age and very kind very sensible so she does talk about we do talk about it and um and and i'll, I'll just say you know what well, it's okay um let's just forgive and you know it's okay he doesn't he didn't understand any better at the time so i'm hoping you know he does now and may god bless him for whatever it is because to be honest dana he has contributed the most in my in my journey so i'm thankful for him as well i'm extremely <laughs> thankful irony, for him isn't it <laughs> <laughs> the irony yeah. yeah and i think that i i yeah it's it really is um when i look back at my experiences Uh, I, I wouldn't I say this I say this a few I've said this a few times I wouldn't want to go back and experience mm. it again mm. but at the same time I wouldn't want you to erase that completely uh, because I know that that the person the, the situation has helped me and made helped me to become who I am today and those experiences I believe now were almost a gift i think life is a gift 
of a full experience and there's also there's experiences within the experience that we can then use to to help others find their gifts in their experience you know Uh, so I understand what what you're saying there yeah and you know from from what you've experienced many of us experience that unfortunately but all the outcomes don't have to be same um, it's not divorce is not always the answer separation is not always the answer and not two people are exactly the same anyway so if somebody's experiencing something similar to what I have narrated or what I've written in my book it does not mean that it exactly have to go in you know this this way it has to go this way it has to go in this direction it's very individual and that's what I'd say to any woman or any man who's experiencing anything that's not very nice in their marriages that marriage is a beautiful thing I still believe in marriage I still believe it's a great union when two people come together and they uh, know themselves and it's not that the person is supposed to make you complete you are a complete individual and Donna because you've experienced this you you know you'd relate to this you're a complete human being you're a complete individual you know yourself and it's because you know yourself you can actually make a great union with another person and a team, right? And they need to know themselves. And then you come together and create something beautiful called marriage, a home. Um, But if you're looking for somebody to suffice you, then that is where the problem is. That's a whole other topic. Well, you've just (laughs) reminded me of something that I haven't said this for a long time, but it was when I, I mean, I first really started awakening to, um consciousness i think a really awakening about 20 i was in my early 20s so this is going way back this was something where it's and i think i'm going to get this right so it's almost like we're all we're all c's we're all c's and we're all we're all trying to be zip we're all trying to be um o's and that is because we're trying to find ourselves and become complete oh yeah but there's lots of us so there's lots of us that are around like c's and what we can what what we've got to be um careful of is attaching to another C to create our wholeness mm-hmm. before we've created it ourselves. And if two O's can then come together and two wholenesses can come together, then that is, that's what we want. But, in, but actually a lot of people are searching so much yeah. outside yeah. and they'll meet someone else doing the same mm. and that's the O. But then is that really yeah. the whole... I mean, some relationships you can help... I believe my relationship that I've been with now, I've been with him now for 27 years. Maybe. We weren't, uh, I wasn't an O when yeah. I met him. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't an O. <laughs> but we've helped each other. Of course, to, you grow together. To, able, to, to, go, to grow together, which is a yeah. beautiful. And, but I'd, I'd, I'd experienced some domestic violence and some horrific issues with relationships before then which i'm actually really grateful for Mm. because i vowed i'm not going through that again (laughs) whereas if i (laughs) isn't it amazing we're thankful for the nasties that happened to us isn't it amazing it's so lovely yeah it's it's wonderful you start to understand that it's that that made you as you said earlier who you are today and it's amazing it's it's i think that that's the whole circle done now yeah it's beautiful. And, and All you it, have to do is make it more fulfilled now. Yeah. And hopefully that that's a hopefully that's a really strong message in this interview. Mm-hmm. That 
you know, it, these, these situations is, can make us stronger. Yeah. It can make us who we actually are here to be. Exactly. So that really don't give up on yourself. Never give these, up. Don't, these are gifts for you to, yeah. to make you stronger. Absolutely make you stronger. Definitely. And that's what a, what a beautiful message to drive through with this, this love message. It is, isn't it? Lovely. It's brilliant. It's brilliant what you've spoken about. Yeah. <laughs> and it's healing as well, isn't it? When you, I don't know about you, but every, every interview that I do, I, I, I always, I think it'll always happen. I'll always dig a little bit, little bit around my own truth and because we're now coming from a different perspective we can look at things now with more understanding you know we don't have to go back into the past and mm. feel all that pain that exactly. we felt then yeah. we're now who we are and we can look at it from where we are and as an observer and untangle the truth in that uh, and that in itself and what we're doing here and hopefully people are listening able to do that themselves it's like a it's like a shedding of the past and helping you to move forward exactly and for the healing donna i'd say healing happens of course when you stop judging yourself i mean let people do that business if they have to if they want to you are not supposed to judge yourself. You accept yourself, embrace yourself, you know, love yourself for whoever you are, the fat, the big, the ugly, the beautiful, you know, curly hair, straight hair, messy hair, whatever it is, you know, great complexion like Donna's, a bit rubbish like mine. Everything's hey, fine. Hey. <laughs> Everything's great. Everything's lovely. You know, embrace yourself for who you are and tell your story. What Donna does is speak your truth. Out. That's so important, Donna. When we do that, Healing comes, God knows from where, but it does happen. When we accept it, we can only talk about it without being hurt if you've accepted it. And when you start talking about, even if there is some emotion in it, there's no right or wrong time about that. Whenever you're ready, you're ready. Yeah. You talk about that. And the third thing I'd say is give back. Share the love. Yeah. How? Yeah. Whatever you can, the little you can do, whatever you can do. Yeah. don't refrain yourself from doing that because that is what's going to bring even more healing even more blessings and you don't even know how that works i don't know how that works but i know it works yeah and yeah. i don't need to know how it works <laughs> yeah yeah don't question it just just yeah just believe just believe yeah no i love that i love that and you was touching on because i think a lot of people do beat themselves up a lot and they're judging themselves a lot and uh, and you know like if you make a mistake and even I do this sometimes if you make a mistake or you say something and then you're like I wish I didn't say that I wish I hadn't done that and we can put really beat ourselves up yeah and actually that beating up and that dilemma that that's going on is all in our own heads and we are the ones that then punish ourselves so I think it's a really good point about judging because we're very, we've become very good, I think, as a human race at punishing ourselves. Mm. And that is a, you know, that's, that's the opposite to love, isn't it really? We're, exactly. we're not loving ourselves then, we are unloving ourselves. We're like, exactly. yeah, mm. 
Hmm. And I answer, treat yourself that. as if you would treat a child, treat your inner self as you would treat a little child. So if a child says something wrong or does something wrong, we won't, don't tend to, you know, lash out at them or beat them down or say some nasty verbal things. We don't do that. We try and say, it's okay, it happened this time. Try not to do it again. Or, you know, you might have said this, but it's okay, it's happened, it doesn't matter. And we did not come with a manual. No. We did not, we've learned it all here. You know, whatever little we know, we've learned it here. So we can learn it and learn it again. That's the beauty of it. But we did not, know what to do with ourselves so i think whatever we've done it was meant to be and whatever we're going to do in future is also meant to be so whatever happens happens yeah you know it's it's the uh, law of universal acceptance that's mm -hmm. what they call it law of universal acceptance when when you accept that all is well you know it's all taken care of if i've said something wrong wrong that's because i was supposed to say it in that moment you yeah. didn't mean to but that's what you said it's it's all okay yeah. it is what it is you know yeah and I think once you can start being open and honest with yourself like that then you can and then you I've I started a long time ago being open and honest about things that I've beat myself up about and just yeah. put it out there and it just releases it really it releases it you don't okay. have to be holding on to this burden because and I do say this to my son as well who I know is afraid of he's got to that age where he's afraid to put his hand up because he thinks he might be the only person that you know and I'm trying to get him to just sort of open up with his real emotions and feelings at this age because the chances are you know it I know it half the kids want to put their hand up yes. as well. more than half probably <laughs> more than half <laughs> and um so I, I think it's really um yeah it's really important to start just being kind to ourselves honest with ourselves and it's okay we didn't come with Absolutely. a manual you know Absolutely. ask questions i've started saying there's things i don't know i was terrible at um at school and i didn't go to university and there's some words i even don't understand and i'd used to hold that on i think oh my god i'm really silly i can't remember. now i'm just like no i don't know tell me nobody no. understands nobody knows meaning to all words in the world Donna. let's all admit it right it doesn't matter how well educated you are whether you went to university no no none of us know everything yeah. Right. Everybody has their own expertise and yeah. you know what you do and you know anybody else is good at making words up or using them. That's fine. That's it. And I and I love yeah. learning. I love learning. I love I love going through the Theosaurus. I hear someone say a word, I was like, Oh, I don't understand that. So I get my Theosaurus. Not only do I understand that word, but I can think of other other words that match it. <laughs> so it's like, yes, you know, that's the power of like yeah. not knowing to know more. I think we opened up this interview with that, you know, that totally. quote. Totally. <laughs> oh rita it's been an absolute pleasure having you uh here um is there anything that you would like to say to um the listeners or the people watching this to sort of seal it off i think we've covered quite a lot of things we have i believe yes yeah all i want to say uh to anybody who's listening to this is uh, an adult a young person a man a woman whoever that is that your truth starts with yourself and whatever you have experienced, whatever you've learned so far, there's a reason behind this. And you don't need to know the reason. I don't know the reason. Donna probably doesn't know the full reason behind what she's experienced. I still don't know. And we don't need to know. What is it that we can make use of that experience to make ourselves better to start off with and make ourselves happier? 
you, you, your happiness is in your hands and nobody has the right or the power to take it away from you. Know yourself. And that is where the actual truth reveals itself. That is where the actual power lies within yourself. I know it's easier said, and said than done, Donna. And it took me a few years to you know, get here, but it's possible. And I, I, I'm dis I display myself as an example, to be honest. And I'm not scared or worried <laughs> or conscious of doing that. I display myself in anger as an example of being a total wreck to somebody who wants to do something now, not just for my own self, because yes, when I do the work I do, it yes, it helps others, but you know what, Donna, it's selfish. It helps me more than it helps anybody. <laughs> I feel so fulfilled and rewarded. You know, when somebody approaches me and say, oh, Ritu, I've experienced that, but I felt ashamed of it. I did not want to talk about it. Nobody knows about it. Isn't that telling me that, oh, we know you're not being judgmental to me? And, you know, I know I can come and open up and I can tell you that this happened. And this is the power of human, uh, you know, communication, yeah. communicating with love, yeah. oozing out love, just letting people know you have that ability to love and be non-judgmental and start with yourself. Start with yourself. Just just be non-judgmental to yourself. Mm -hmm. Love yourself fully. Embrace yourself fully. Then see what miracles will happen. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much, Donna. I've had such amazing time talking to you on this um, session today. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. That's no problem. And I'm going to leave. Um, uh, what should I leave in there? Uh, you can mention it now if you want. Or I can leave stuff in the notes about where people can. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be people listening that will want to connect with you. So I can leave some information in the notes. Or do you want to share anything here? Sure. It's just my website, uh, which is under construction. So it doesn't look great at the moment, but you know, there is a website, Ritu at Ritu Sharma. It's more than, that's more than I've got. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, what is it again? Ritu? It's just ritusharma.co.uk. And the email is just ritu at ritusharma.co.uk. And you know, there's a Facebook page for now. It's not a group. It's just a page called Shilya UK. K-A-U-S-H-A-L-Y-A-U-K. And that is around the organization, the work I do. Please visit it, like it, uh, see if you find value in it, if you have value in it, keep connected. And uh, um, Donna's mentioned a couple of times, YouTube channels I've got two. And I'm not doing too much on them now, but there is stuff if you'd like to visit and watch it's, it. Well, it's timeless, isn't it, Rita? It, it, I believe, yeah. It's yeah. called 40 Steps to Love, Rita Sharma. So please feel free to visit that as well and have a look. And thank you so much, Donna. Thank you so, so much for being uh, so amazing oh. and helping people, you know, know their truth. And, and you, you're helping them. When people come out to speak about their experiences and what their journeys, I think then it is then that they realize their own personal truths as well. Yes. And that's, it's amazing. That job is it, isn't doing. it? Thank that you is so it. Much. I've, I've, had, I've had people, guests in that have got, got in touch with me the next day and they said, Donna, I've, 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 there was stuff I didn't even realize when I was exactly. talking to you that was there and, <laughs> yeah. and then I've had people that were listening or watching it on YouTube going oh my gosh you've really got me like you, go. um, you know working stuff out and thank you so yeah you've that's that's what it's about it's beautiful um we're gonna have to go because i've got a wasp i don't know if you can hear it but i'm, I'm up <laughs> in my loft in quite an enclosed okay. place and there's okay. a wasp in here <laughs> <I'm> like, <Run. laughs> 
Oh, Ritu, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. And thank you so much, um, Anna. Uh, yeah, I, I really can't wait for people. I think people are going to get a lot from this. So thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. The book that Ritu mentions is available and there's a link. Whether you're watching this or listening to it, I've made sure there's a link for you to go and get that book. If there are any areas within the interview that touched you, that you'd like to talk about further, or you'd like to explore further, then please do get in touch with me. I'm always looking for guests to talk to. And uh, even if that's not what you're thinking, maybe uh, someone I know or myself even can help you. So get in touch with me, searchingfortruthdj at gmail.com. So that's all for this week. I really hope you've got something from this. And I very much look forward to bringing you my next podcast. In the meantime, have a lovely weekend. Bye-bye.